Welcome to Imaging of Things, from mind to page, an inside look into the printing industry. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Imaging of Things, a podcast that focuses on giving fun, informative insight into the evolving world of printing, packaging, and beyond. I'm your host, Nick Benkovich, the prophet of print and packaging. Today, I'm joined by Frank Tuchmantel, Executive Vice President of Business Development at Napco Media. He's here today to discuss a bit about his career, the innovative work he is doing with Napco, and how the printing industry is always evolving. Not to mention, we'll also hear about how the dynamics of virtual and face-to-face events are changing and how that could impact the industry. So get ready for this Imaging of Things. Frank, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Nick. My pleasure to be here. Excellent. You know, I, you and I have known each other a long time, and many people know you as the, the face and the voice of so many vendor events and trade shows around the world. But i got to ask, how did you get started in the industry? Well, it all started in the mid-80s with actually the original Apple Macintosh computer, and you might wonder why. I originally joined an office equipment company in my hometown in Germany that sold at the time IBM PCs and Macintosh PCs and copiers and faxes. And I joined them actually to become a COBOL programmer at the time. And because they were not officially allowed to educate or to have this German apprentice concept for COBOL programmers, they hired me as an apprentice for office uh, administration at the time. So I went through all the different (laughs) departments. And one of the departments was the computer shop that they had. So the original Apple Lisa 2C and the Macintosh was there. And there was an open house at one point in time. And I presented to a customer that walked in with none of the established salespeople around. I mind you, I was 17 at the time. This customer walked up to me as I was basically using the computer to put an invitation for a birthday party together. And looked over my shoulder and asked me what I'm doing and explained everything. And then he said, okay, I would like to buy this computer because like this customer, I ended up in front of the Macintosh simply because it was plug and play. And it was so easy to use that since this day, I have not used anything but Macintosh computers. So unknown to me, the entire time the owner of this office equipment dealer was standing behind me. And after the customer purchased, to my surprise, the computer and walked out, he came over to me and said, yeah, you will not be a programmer. You go into sales. (laughs) I said, okay, cannot disagree with the boss here. So they put me into sales at the time for faxes, for copiers. They sold at the time Canon and Minolta. And so I was a sales rep for seven years and it was lovely. And then the first Canon color copier was launched and the controllers for that came to market. And so I sold them. And then Minolta, when they got ready to launch their first color copiers, they hired me as a sales trainer for one of their direct sales organizations. So I went in in Germany. I went to Nuremberg, started working for Minolta, was pretty successful selling those color copiers. Then Fiery was introduced. Then Minolta hired me ah. as the product manager Germany, product manager Europe, and then I ended up with EFI, and the rest is history. Now I'm 
20 years in the US working for EFI and now joined NAPCO just two years ago. Fantastic. So, Frank, firstly, the fact that you were selling photocopiers, faxes, and Lisa computers, I'm sorry, my friend, but you're showing your age. Yeah. Oh, I do. And, you know, I'm showing it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Look, I remember my uh, my first early Macintosh. I, uh, I was a 512 KE guy. And so I, I'm like you, I've been hooked on the Mac ever since. So 20 years in the US now, you've certainly done every trade show. And at, at one point, you were also uh, involved in the, the board of uh, Drupal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, when I was still with EFI for a couple of years, actually, I think it was three or four years, I was the EFI representative on the Drupal board. That's correct. Yes. Excellent. The, I think it's the advisor, it was the advisory board. Yeah. Fantastic. So, look, the last 18 months, nobody could have predicted how the world was going to change. You know, I think the buyer engagement in some respects has, in many ways, changed forever. But how do you see the the buyer engagement has changed or is going to change? Is you know we've seen lots of small vendor driven virtual events, but but what are they missing? Are we missing something by being face to face? Yeah. So first of all, I think you know nearly two years ago, leaving EFI and becoming a team member of Napco Printing United, you know America's premier trade show. I think my timing was impeccable to go to an organization <laughs> that is known to have outstanding trade shows. So that being said, I think what we obviously have experienced over the late the last 18 months is something that I certainly have not experienced in my lifetime before. What I also feel like that experience taught me is that there are certain things that you can do online. And I think throughout the history of the industry that we're all part of, we have seen, for example, that newspapers didn't go away. Even a lot of people still talk about this. It's how we consume news that has changed, not necessarily newspapers go away. So while some have not made it because the traditional business model has not survived or sustained them, there's still a lot of powerful magazines and newspapers out there. And I think we see that with trade shows in the same way. While we have certainly changed how we look at products, how we experience products, I truly believe as long as this pandemic gets under better control, we will see good, successful trade shows here in, in North America as well, because you cannot replace that human interaction and in particular, in, with our technology, you cannot replace easily online. At least I have not seen it. You cannot easily replace the feel, the look of the final product that's being printed. Yeah, we are. We're very much a, a tactile industry, aren't we? You know, at the at the end of the day, we we talk about the print industry, but but I always see us as as communicators first and foremost. We're a communications industry, and. Part of that is is the visual communication, being able to sit with someone, to to shake a, a person's hand when we can again, to be able to see that printed output, to to watch the the demonstration in motion, to to ask that person mm -hmm. how they did it, why they did it, what the choices were, to have that engaging conversation. And I think the other thing that I see with trade shows and even some of the larger user events that you and I have been involved in 
is not just the interaction between the vendor and the buyer, but the buyers together collectively. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you, for for face-to-face marketing activities uh, to be successful going forward, you simply need to continue to work hard to make sure your visitor, your guest has an experience that online cannot replicate. And that starts with having equipment on, on a show floor that starts to be on the booth, the teams, the exhibitors accessible to the customers, make it easy to interact, make it interesting for the customer to see, have engaging conversations. I think that's, that's something that's absolutely necessary when you talk about uh, investment into, you know, high, high dollar devices that ultimately needed to make your business successful. Yeah, I think it's, um, and I'll take us back to our earlier conversation about the Apple Macintosh. You know, when you buy a new MacBook, it's, it's the experience of opening the box and they do such a fabulous job of making that an experience. And I think face to face events are are much like that. It's the opening of the box. It's meeting the people, getting engaged with the teams uh, in a very different dynamic and being tactile with the products that you, you're there to see. Yeah. And if my memory serves me right, I remember when Apple decided not to be, what was it, Comdex anymore? And people said, well, this is a sign that it's time for them to move away from trade shows. And I beg to differ because their alternative was to open by now hundreds of what I would call a small trade show booth in cities. Others call it retail space. And they became the most successful retail per square foot environments in the world, to my knowledge. So the way how this face-to-face interaction took place just moved from one location to another. Now, in our industry, we just don't have those hundreds of retail outlets around the world. But what we have is with, with Printing United, for example, a fantastic venue for North America, where we create this environment in which people come together to look at the products to have the interaction with the salespeople and obviously tremendous amount of educational sessions as well to learn how you even further improve your business. So Printing United, unfortunately, COVID got us this year, but I'm sure you're going to be back bigger, better than ever next year. Is is there plans afoot already? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's already posted. We will be next year in October. We will be in Las Vegas and uh, everyone that knows a little bit about shows and events, they know they know usually that Las Vegas is an incredibly popular destination for our visitors and a very successful destination for our attendees as well. It's easy to get to, and and we're really looking forward next year to be back on the show floor and and to offer for those that visit and those that exhibit uh, a fantastic event, a very productive event. It's time. It is time. You know, I, I know many, many, many people were disappointed. You know, they, they said for the longest time print was dead. Print isn't dead. And it, it appears the trade show isn't dead either. There's still value in, in coming out and, and meeting people face to face. Yeah. And not to be overly casual in this, in this comment, so take it with a grain of salt. But I think the people decades ago that say print is dead or will die, I think those people are dead by now. And print <laughs> is still thriving. Now, that being said, again, don't want to be too flip about it, but I, I think we struggle as an industry from a perception that only certain things are printed. 
But there is so much that we, as those that are now for a long time in the industry, know is being printed that people do not perceive as printed goods. Just, you know, floor, building material, all this kind of, of, of stuff, large format. I mean, packaging. You and I know this very well. And I, I tried in the past to tell people that are not familiar with the printing industry to say, if you say printing is that, that is because newspapers, for example, went more online than they have printed copies available every day, that would be similar to saying the mobile phone market is that because Nokia is not a big player in it anymore. The technology evolved. And I think that's the same in our industry. And a lot of people just simply don't know what all is included in print. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Frank. And I think one of the things is print isn't dead. It's just morphed in some respects. It's, as you say, what we print, how we print, the technology that enables the print. You know, the the idea, you know, you came from a digital world. You think going back then, the whole idea of digital seemed like the space age and, and today, you know, printers often, the, the run of one is, is a pretty common thing from books to, you know, I, I saw this week yard signs, you know, the run of one, a family reunion. It's, it's the run of one. So while printing some parts of the industry have changed, newspapers is a great example. I think we've expanded the amount of things that we can print on and the availability of the technology to empower people to do that and to diversify their business. Uh, using a lot of the skills they already have, leveraging some technology. Yeah. And I always said, because you earlier said, you know, how, how will this affect the, the, the trade shows and the face-to-face marketing events? I, and, and this is obviously a personal opinion, but just looking at the success that we had at Printing United in 2019 in, in Dallas, which was, you know, in terms of audience, the, the most successful show that we had. I feel like the more we have electronic communication in our lives, which is necessary, which is needed and makes many aspects of our life easier, the more I also feel like, at least the people I talk to, we are craving human interaction. If you buy something that is really expensive, like a press, a digital printer, whatever, I I truly believe you want to know with whom you are doing business. And uh, I think a trade show like Printing United is the ideal platform to interact with those vendors and then ultimately buy from the people that work on those booths, the sales reps, the marketing people, the management staff that creates that area of trust that makes you want to spend hundreds, sometimes hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars with those vendors. Will this happen over the web entirely at one point in time? Maybe. I don't see it happening in my lifetime. And maybe I'm just overly optimistic here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't see it happening in my lifetime. You know, we you're right. It's the, the way we consume information. Now we, we may Google as, as they always look, you know, I'm going to Google to find potentially some vendors or some products that might be of interest, but in much the same way as many of the, the print service providers that are listening to this are going to be thinking, 
their relationships, their business is driven by face-to-face contact, that human contact. I think the buying experience here is because people don't buy it. This is not a flippant purchase. This is not a cup of coffee at Starbucks. This is an investment for your business for, for years and in some cases decades. It has to be built on a personal relationship that can only really be built face-to-face. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you 100%. So here's an interesting one for you. You know, the interest industry is changing. I had a, a conversation recently uh, with my uh, my old boss and mentor, Mr. Jeff White, who you know quite well. And we were talking about the next generation of people coming into the industry and, and being educated. So do you see the people that attend the trade shows that, you know, the people that are going to come to Printing United, should, should we be bringing the next generation? Is Who should be coming? Owners, managers? employees, who should be coming to Printing United? I think all of the above what you just mentioned. And then obviously we need to make sure that we attract a younger generation because we know we have in our industry, we have an issue with bringing new talent into this industry. And I believe a trader like Printing United is a great way of showing how high-tech print actually is without necessarily focusing on print, the production itself, but getting the job into the manufacturing environment, into the print shop, how you manage it. And you, with all your software background, you know it best. I mean, it's a working in print today is a high-tech environment that ultimately utilizes technology to put something on yeah, analog, right? If you want to call material substrate, if you want to call it something analog for lack of better word, but you, everything to that point is so high tech. And I believe if we get more young people in through the IT path of becoming part of the print industry, I think and hope that it will be uh, more successful. And that is obviously an ongoing effort and, and it's an, it's an uphill battle. No, no question. But I, I hope that more younger professionals will take advantage when they are looking for a career path for the future to check out our industry because it's a very, very interesting one. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I still think it's a, it's a fascinating industry after, uh, let's call it 30-ish years in the industry. It, it still fascinates me. There's still things I learn every day. Uh, one group that I find interesting that, that I see more and more starting to come to these types of events, and, and I saw this in Dallas, was designers. You know, people that, that are sort of in the completely digital world, they're designing for an output medium that in a lot of cases they don't particularly understand. And I think starting to see them show up and, and encouraging them to be a part of this, you know, if, you're, if you've got a design team within your business – bring them along. It'll give them great ideas of what they can possibly do. I mean, when you think about our industry in terms of what we can do personalization-wise, what we can do designing items that are that are very close to you, it could be something that you wear, it could be something that you decorate your home with. It is unbelievable what you can do and you create goods that can be long-lasting. It's not just the sheet of paper that delivers um, information for a moment and then you can disregard it. But think about, as we said earlier, designing something that you can use in your house, furniture, rugs, tiles, wall coverings, 
I mean, there's so much that you can do and truly personalize your environment in which you live or the environment for others. That is just so amazing that as a designer, you have a freedom that not, I think, that many industries otherwise give you. And one thing I always say to, you know, to the customers that we have is, you know, bring your designers along, let them see what else is possible. And the great thing that comes out of that is they design something, they work with your customer, they add more value. Now, now they've added embellishments, they've added die cutting, they've added a whole bunch of processes that get added. Now, while it adds complexity to the job, it gets a better return from your buyer and ultimately mm-hmm. a higher margin and value add for the product that you sell. So I, I think it's a great opportunity for people to really get involved. In, and so what I'm hearing from you is bring people with design backgrounds as well. Absolutely. Yes. So I got to ask, you know, lots of vendors have big industry events and certainly uh, you were part of uh, the life at EFI being part of our, our Connect conference that's coming up in January. Do you see that as a big future? There's still going to be vendor events where where people should come along and, and complement that with the trade shows? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I say this with, with the background that I have now on, you know, the vendor side and being now on the side of somebody that is basically offering a solution for those vendors that are not in a position to necessarily do it on their own. And also, I think there are two audiences, and you know this from our background, there is a very loyal group of customers and and prospects that join the events that a vendor organizes every year. There are many examples of very successful ones. And then it was difficult in some cases to see a breakthrough happening to get more people to those events. And I think that's where Printing United comes in. Given in particular now after COVID, I think people travel and think, but think a little bit more before they travel. Do they necessarily need and want to go to six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 events a year? I think they will be very, very picky. Mm-hmm. And there will be some very good vendor events that will continue to be successful for years to come. And there will be a trade show like Printing United, like we started showing in 2019 and now prove again in 2022 that will be successful because it will be the one event that you definitely want to participate in in North America next year. And again, it's for those companies that have their own events that want to tap into that pool of people that they might not have already contact to. And it's also for those companies that say, no, we, we, we don't want, we're not in a position, or we simply don't have the interest to have our own event. I think it will, it, but there's room for both. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I will tell you that um, coming from Australia, uh, my first uh, international trips uh, that I remember vividly was, was coming to Chicago for the old Graph Expo and print shows. And there's just such a great experience to connect with various vendors to meet people. I know of relationships that started personally with vendors that I met 30 years ago that I'm still, I still have great relationships with, and they're still great sources of information for me and for others in the industry. So, you know, I certainly Printing United is going to be the premier event of 2022 in North America. So um, encouraging everyone to get out and uh, come visit us. Absolutely. That will be wonderful. Excellent. Well, 
you know, Frank, always a pleasure. I, you know, always insightful, had a great time. Have a great day. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for the invitation. And this week's fun fact, Johannes Gutenberg died a poor man. He was sued by his wealthy business partners in 1455 and lost the lawsuit, which resulted in the iconic printer being forced to give up his printing business and ultimately into financial ruin before his death in 1468. That looks like it's going to be all we have time for today. I want to say thank you so much to Frank for being a guest on the show today and telling us a little bit about the exciting work he's doing at NAPCO and giving us an insight into how the industry is changing. Listen out for our next episode and don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Nick Benkovich, and thanks again for listening to Imaging of Things from EFI Printing. Mm-hmm.